Thank you for the tech support from Alex. Can you hear me now? <laughs> My goodness, this is this stream is just a, a mess today. Uh, can can you hear me? Audio here. Thank you very much, Vlone. Can't hear you. Can you hear me, Odin? Welcome. Hey, Odin. That's a cool name. Uh, good now. Thank you very much. Awesome. Awesome. All right. <laughs> This has just been a mess. My goodness. So I think I went live on another channel. Um, I went live on our Clips channel. And I was just finishing letting you guys know that um, if you'd like to get a live wizard reading, we're doing one card readings today. If you'd like to get those, like and share the stream. That's how you qualify for a free reading. We're going to do a one card reading for that. If you'd like to get a three card reading, go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard and support the stream. Pay whatever you think a reading is worth and you will get a three card reading. If you do, however, spend $20 or more on that reading, you will also get a signed and stamped copy of these books by me. I sign them, I stamp them, and I send them off in the mail to you. So if you're interested in doing that, that is the way to go. PayPal.me forward slash AskAWizard. And you can send your support and send your letters to P.O. Box 8881 Missoula, Montana 59807, where we will read your letters live on air. I just sent out eight letters to people in the letter club. So if you guys are interested in that, that is the way to get there. All right, and V-Loan is number one on the list. We'll be doing the readings later on in the middle of today's stream and at the end. All right, welcome back. Hey, how's it going, Akira? You just missed a bunch of technical mishaps, but we're here, we're live, and we're going to start. Let us begin. My goodness, what a hiccup show today. <laughs> My goodness, this is just uh, being one mistake after another let me tell you all right here we go boom all right i think that's live on the screen this episode today is the horrifying prophecy of cities we're also going to be showing you a video with the legendary hobo ninja and a japanese water ninja is caught on tape plus so much more so that's what we're going to be covering in today's show so if you're interested in that make sure now Take the time to like the stream, share the stream, and when you do, you also get a one-card reading for free. So take advantage of that right now, and let's get this show started. First off, in This Week in Weird, the former manager of the def de Department of Defense Aerospace Threat Program was quoted as saying, UFOs are real. This came out after the recent discovery of the... This particular photo right here, uh, apparently an airplane flew by in 2017, and then after the information was disclosed to the public, he said that UFOs are in fact real. Now, what are my thoughts on this particular topic? Um, first off, yes, everyone knows UFOs are real. Like, that's common sense. If a pigeon flies by you and you don't know it's a pigeon, that's by definition a unidentified flying object frisbees are unidentified flying objects a lot ufos everyone knows are real and um that's not the question what is the question here is are the aliens real now i if you guys have seen my previous streams don't believe that aliens exist i am not on team alien um in fact i think that aliens will be the cover story for a future um plan to to implement 
evil from Satan. I think Satan will use this as a disguise um, to fulfill revelations in the Bible. That's my particular theory on the topic. Um, I don't see the evidence for the aliens, and here's the reason why I don't believe in them. Um, if aliens exist and we live in an infinite universe, shouldn't that would mean that there should be aliens just everywhere? Because if you take infinity times the possibility for life, assuming life on Earth is not unique, which I believe it is, um, you should have aliens everywhere. Now, it's important to note here that aliens don't disprove the Bible necessarily, um, but this is just my particular thought on the matter is I just don't think that they're real because if they were, you'd see them all the time. They'd be all over the place. You'd see them in space. You'd see them on other planets and it would just be all over and we don't see them anywhere at all, just never. So that's why I'm not a fan of the alien theory. Now, if you'd like to change my mind, that's perfectly fine. You could drop that in the comments below. If you've got some compelling arguments, compelling videos, I'm more than happy to check them out and uh, we'll go over them in the stream uh, in future streams. But that is my current stance on this week in weird. And that closes up the week for today. Uh, what a fun way to end the week with uh, former Defense Department Aerospace Threat Program managers telling us that UFOs are in fact real. Now, moving on to History's Mysteries. This is a very, very interesting one, my friends. History's Mysteries, the Voynich Manuscript. This is a bizarre historical occurrence. Matthew says, love your hair. Well, thank you very much, Matthew. I appreciate that. Uh, the Voynich Manuscript is this book right here. Now, this book was found in a collection of other books that no one thought was of any real importance. And then upon examination, it was discovered that this book was in fact from the 14th century. Not only was this book written in the 14th century, but when it was further examined, it was found that it was written in an indecipherable code, a code that people have been spending years Millions of dollars of research, experts across the nation, the internet a lot, uh, combined has been trying to decipher and break this code, and not a single person has managed to break a little bit of this code. Yet it is written in a script. It's not gibberish. It does have cadence as if it is a language. People just cannot solve the code. Now, it gets even weirder. As you can see in this photo right here, Throughout the book are depictions of bizarre plants that do not exist in this world. They're fictional plants, but they're broken down and explained in a biotechnical way, as you would, for example, a medical, uh, for like a medical book or perhaps a botany book. It's uh, very, very bizarre uh, depictions all throughout this book. And to make things even weirder, as they examined the history of this book and who had owned it previously and how it had been passed down throughout history, what it came down to was a long lineage of alchemists had been passing this book down and over and over since the 14th century when it was first written. So I gotta go, no problem at all. Odin, I'll see you later. Um, this is 
uh, an alchemical tradition of passing this book down from alchemist expert to alchemist expert. Now, through some of the research, it was discovered that there appears to be what are recipes for food, potions for medicinal properties, and more. However, this is all through interpretation because, again, it's written in this indecipherable code. And this mystery remains to this day. No one has managed to solve the Voynich manuscript. Now, there's a few theories that are going on with this particular book. And the first one is, is this some sort of elaborate multi-century prank? Now, on the surface, I think, you know, that that seems pretty far-fetched, right? Like really hundreds and hundreds of years we've been keeping up a long-term prank for some sort of book. However, that wouldn't be that far off for the alchemist. The alchemist actually were big fans of making essentially convoluted pranks to disguise their work. However, there does seem to be um, a order to this language that either way, um, there has to be some rhyme or reason to it. So it's not like it's just someone wrote gibberish. So if it is an elaborate prank, um, it is still a fantastic demonstration of coding and the, the quality of codes that was created by these great alchemists. Uh, which leads to my second point, which is I think we need to start building stuff like this. I think it'd be really cool if the owls started developing codes because apparently with despite all of the money researchers experts and code breakers out there and the entire internet combined no one's managed to break this code um, they seem to be very effective so if we could develop something like that that would be pretty darn awesome now the major alchemical connections is the part that really caught my interest as you guys know i've studied alchemy myself um, i make alchemical potions and my theory and take on alchemy is it appears to be essentially a um freemasons of medicine and if you're not familiar people think freemasons oh illuminati secret society that's not what the freemasons were the freemasons were people who were in the trade of masonry stonework and they kept their secrets and the the quality the trade secrets of their um industry within a club and that's what the alchemists did with medicine. In my particular theory, I think that the alchemists were developing medicines and didn't just want that to get out to the public because it would just, you know, destroy their rates. And so they wanted to keep their trade secrets secret. And so um, that could be what's going on here. But what do you guys think? What do you think it could be? This is a very mysterious book. It, it has all sorts. Some people have said it's demonic. Some people have said it's from another dimension. Someone um, have said it's from another planet. A whole host of theories, but it still remains the theory. If you guys have any theories or thoughts in the comments below, let me know and we will get to those. And uh, I'd love to hear your particular takes on the Voynich manuscript. Now, let's get to those live wizard readings. We have a live wizard reading coming on right up right now for the one, the only, V-Lone. V-Lone, you are up. If you uh, guys would like a live wizard reading, make sure you let me know in the chat. Make sure you like and share. That's gonna get you a one card reading for free. If you wanna upgrade that to a three card reading, go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard. Pay whatever you think that reading is worth and we will get your uh, three card reading started for you. All right, V-Lone, let us begin. Anything in particular you're looking for insights on, V-Lone? 
let me know. Let me know. And while you're here, you, while we wait for V-Loan's response, make sure you uh, send some letters to P.O. Box 888-1, Missoula, Montana, 59807, where you can send support, send messages, and we read those live on air. So if you're interested in doing that, that is the place to do it. We just sent eight letters out today. Um, really excited about that. And uh, we do respond to a lot of the letters. And so I think you will enjoy that. Elon's looking for a general reading. All right, here we are. Boom, popping off with the moon, Elon. All right, so the moon represents a pretty intense time. This is going through a situation in your life right now that's that's a little chaotic, to be frank. Uh, this is saying you're going on the hero's journey of the subconscious. So things are probably feeling a little bizarre right now, almost like is this real life? Am I in a dream right now? Uh, this is a pretty intense time to be going through. Uh, and the way to get through this is to realize that just like the hero's journey that you're conscious of, you know, when you set your goals and you move towards those, uh, this is the subconscious version of that. So your your dream world, the, the, the dreams, um, your, your unconscious mind is going through a similar journey. So what I'd recommend doing is make sure you're writing down your dreams during this time that tends to help um, and just embrace the bizarre embrace the fact that things are a little crazy right now embrace the fact that there is interesting and dynamic things occurring and um, take it as an adventure you can get through this just like you can get through your adventures in the real world and that is what this card represents for you alone so i hope that helps you out hope that gave you some insights let me know in the comments below if that helped you out and if not we're gonna move on to if we have any other readings we'll do those readings and if not we're gonna move on to some incredible videos where you're gonna be seeing a legendary level 75 farmer a diogenes incarnated ninja hobo and we're going to give you more evidence that news is trash. V-Loan says that's super accurate. Glad to hear that that is on point for you and giving you the insights you're looking for, V-Loan. Um, all right. I don't see anybody else looking for a reading, so we are going to move on to the videos right now. Let's get started here. Do, 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 do. Get that overlay going. Kimberly's looking for a reading. Absolutely, Kimberly. Um, Kimberly, we're going to do you in the next segment. Uh, got you written down here. Kimberly is on the list. Uh, we will do you. We have uh, another reading segment after we do the videos, so we will do that then. All right. Do 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 do. Pop that down. Oh, don't you do this to me, don't you? We've been through this before. Come on. some technical difficulties here but alas i want to get that farmer where's my farmer here he is a level 75 farmer or not my goodness my mouse has just completely vanished working with it there it is mouse is back thank you mouse get out of here all right check this out sorry about that man this is the stream of technical issues today isn't it 
Am I too late for reading? Absolutely not, Naz. You and Kimberly are on the list, sir. Well, got Naz right on there. Thank you so much, Naz. How are you doing, bud? All right. So this is a level 75 farmer. Uh, this guy is a legend. This is just incredible. It blew my mind. This is drone footage. So there was a freak thunderstorm that occurred, I believe, in Ohio, if I'm not mistaken, um, that set this farm on fire. So this is this guy's neighbor's farm. As you can see, you've got two houses here um, over to the side. This, uh, this person's farm, boom, burning up. A little bit of this guy's farm, but this guy has farming skills that this guy clearly doesn't have. Let me show you what it means to be a legend IRL. Check this out. While you're sitting here getting gold on video games, while you're trying to be a screen boy, while you're wasting your time on an iPhone, look what you could be doing with your life, all right? And ask yourself, what are you doing? What are you doing? Look at this. All right, so he's, he's just, you know, just getting some farming in. No biggie, right? Massive fire burning up the field. Check this out. <laughs> he's farming across the flame in real time look at that look at that now why is he far is it that he really needs his corn is he trying to save his corn no what this man is doing is risking life and limb to try and halt this forest fire so that the fire department can help stop it he is putting down what you know california fails to put down because they're morons uh, fire lines to prevent forest fires from going wild Gotta get the last round. Check this out. Look how close he's getting to the flame. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so close. Oh. So when you guys are sitting there thinking like, man, I'm really epic for winning a video game. Just remember, there's people in real life doing this. Oh my gosh. It's just incredible. They see him rolling. <laughs> Farmers are the best people. It, it's it's just a fact. Farmers are geniuses. They're brave. They're strong. They're just good people. I know it is burning insanely fast. Um, it's it's insane what this man is doing. His tire is probably gonna melt from that. Oh my gosh, just insanity. But um, upon, I read some of the news report and apparently this massively helped the fire department. Like he helped his neighbor's farm just not get toasted by doing this. This was extremely effective. And you know, he didn't, you know, no one paid him. No one asked him to do this. He just went out there and like the legendary farmer he is, he saved the day. And that is a level 75 farmer, boys and girls. You can be a farmer too just like that it is within your grasp i know that you guys have the potential to do greater things and it is absolutely incredible now next up on our list i have a really cool hobo okay now you may be familiar with somebody known as diogenes this is someone that i bring up quite frequently on my streams he is a legendary philosopher hobo who uh let's just say uh genius but also crazy and uh, i believe that diogenes has reincarnated today and uh this is him caught on camera well, let's just take it away 
first point, he was holding nunchucks. <laughs> okay, you might not be able to see this yet. He's surrounded by police officers, um, and he walked out of his apartment with nunchucks. Now, I don't think it's an apartment, because he does appear to be homeless, but, well, let's just see where this goes. Now, and you're asking Tyler. Come on. Okay, I get it. It's funny. Fusroda, the the, the, the the hobo. But, I mean, he just got mobbed by these police officers. Why are you showing us this video? Oh, ye of little faith. This is a different angle of him getting taken down. No, no, no. Don't worry. There's only 25 of them. And we've got one legendary Di Diogenes hobo. Show him what you can do. Show him your moves. Yeah, look at that. He's breakdancing. Now, clearly, at this point, you know, he put up a good fight. we got to give him credit. But there's, there's what, 40 police officers here. Obviously, you know, cool story. But, you know, he did still lose in the end. No, no, no. No, no, no. Never doubt Diogenes, my friends. Never doubt diogenes that's right he just made a breakaway and escaped into the bushes <laughs> 40 40 police officers versus one man with the motivations of a ninja and nunchucks and he fought them all and he won and he escaped i don't know what they were shooting him with though it seemed like they were shooting him with paintball guns i'm not sure why but uh my goodness, what a hero. Now, our final incredible video I have for you. He made it out. He did make it out. It was quite legendary. Our final uh, video I have for you guys today for incredible videos is just more evidence of just how ridiculous the news really is. Um, this one really... <laughs> I can't, I can't say anything without spoiling it. Let's, let's see what's going on. Police uh, officers in Lancaster, Pennsylvania were asking people to be on the lookout for a man who robbed a store. Okay, so we're on the lookout, guys. Uh, man robbed a store. You know, if anyone knows, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna get hopefully some evidence here. Uh, it, let us know. This is a public service announcement. Please let me know if you've seen the guy that we're about to show. They're going to show some photos here. You know, I just want you to take this seriously. It's very important that if you know this guy, see this guy, let your local law enforcement know, okay? And I think, yeah, I think we do, we do have his description. Can we take that? Let's take his description. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone seen this guy? Anybody? Does he look familiar? <laughs> Props to the newsman for keeping props to the newsman for keeping a straight face. <laughs> okay. This is the guy there uh they want they wanted people in Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. Uh this is the guy that they're looking for in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Oh, Naz has seen him. Naz knows who it is. Oh shoot, Naz, you're gonna have to rat on this guy. Look out for. He's got uh, he's got a nose and hair. 
to a crime. It's got kind of a chin that comes down to a, almost a point. <laughs> Stands about five feet four inches tall. <laughs> Just as a side note, for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, like persuasion, psychology, uh, magic illusions, uh, hand-drawn sketches are complete garbage. They're, they're not reliable in any way whatsoever um it's it's literally a joke that you're more like you know lie detectors are also fake but lie detectors actually have a little bit more credence credence to them than these this is like no different than if you just randomly google searched a person's face um you would get <laughs> you get as, as accurate as a hand-drawn description it, it's not a reliable source of information at all so um as you can see, this isn't actually that far off from what most people are using. There it is. Get a good look for yourself. Oh, and now I'm getting word that police actually caught this guy. <laughs> Thanks to the sketch, no doubt. So, here's a picture of the real guy. <laughs> oh, they caught him. They caught him. Uh, <laughs> like the little shady throws. <laughs> no doubt to the sketch, I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> he looks nothing like him. He looks like him if you drew him as a stick figure. <laughs> oh my goodness! And that, guys, the news is is a joke. <laughs> don't 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 fall for it. Do not take the news seriously. It's it's all a lie. It's just nonsense. Oh. Now, uh, we got next piece up here for you guys. This one's pretty awesome. Um, I don't know what's going on here. I call it a Japanese water ninja caught on camera. Uh, it might be a ghost. I, I'm not really entirely sure. This is pretty intense, though. Uh, I'm not... This is a little spooky. A little spooky. But also pretty awesome. I like to imagine it's a ninja doing a jutsu. It's the Zabuza. That's who it is. Zabuza decided to take on Japan, and he's winning. And uh, that's who we're seeing here. So this is a real tsunami in Japan. Um, this is videotape taken during the tsunami Japan. A tsunami in Japan, I should say. The first point is, look at that boat right there. Oh my gosh, this thing right here is about to just take the ride of his life. My gosh, it's huge, too. Boom! Oh! <laughs> that thing almost flipped, and there's a bigger wave coming. Oh, now. Oh, my gosh. The Japanese guy losing his mind. Oh, Godzilla! Now, that was intense, right? That was intense. The boat flipped. But did you guys see the water ninja who summoned the tsunami in the first place? Check this out. Right? <laughs> what the heck is that? It looks like a ninja running across the water. And then he just disappears. 
Look at that. You can see him here. You can see him still. Not, not there, right? Not there. Boom. It's like he comes out of the mist, the hidden mist jutsu. This is clearly Zabuza. He sprints. Like you can clearly see the legs of a person running. It looks like a person sprinting. And then he's just gone right back into the mist. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> if you look closely, you can actually see his giant 34-foot sword. <laughs> so that is the water ninja video that I have found. I have no idea what the heck this thing is, but it is pretty, pretty freaking creepy if you ask me. Uh, what do you guys think? You got any thoughts? What are, you, what are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments below. I'd love to hear what you guys think. And now we're moving on to practical philosophy. Now this, guys, this is going to get dark, okay? This is going to be intense. Um, if you're over 21, you might want to get a drink. Uh, this, is, this is not... Um, this, is, this is a intense topic all right um we're going to be talking about a scientific experiment that was done known as the rat utopia experiment now what this experiment was designed to do is show what would happen to a society of say people that were given their basic needs all that they could want food water shelter base needs met um, and they didn't have to really work for them that hard to get them and uh this this is intense we're going to be watching the original footage here um this is a long one too so um like share the stream get this out this is important information though this is stuff that you should be learning about um so you can prepare for the future um this is a prophecy of what is to come in major cities and um this has happened before this is not a new phenomenon it is so old that it's literally written about in the bible uh you hear it in the story in fact it's in the bible multiple times sodom and gomorrah the tower of babel uh, this is a pattern of human behavior that when people get into large cities um, and meet all of their basic needs they eventually grow and they go up into the sky and no problem at all, Kitty. You're just in time for the darkest, scariest topic of the day. Um, they build towers to the sky. And then those towers always come crashing, crashing down. So we're going to be talking about that right now. Uh, today this is important information it is scary um, if you're under 18 you probably this isn't this isn't for you um, I, I want to say that now I know that we've had a few people coming in from TikTok um, this is intense this is real real stuff um, so if if you are under 18 at least ask your parents or something first um, this this is not for you guys all right just 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 as a heads up that's my little PSA uh, if you're over 21, you might want to drink. This is intense. Um, <clears throat> and uh, with that, let, let us begin.
John Calhoun at the National Institute of Health in Washington, D.C., has attempted to answer this question. In a unique experiment... Okay, first off, loving that he's rocking a pipe. <laughs> you know, you know, because he's holding it wrong, too. Uh, you know he's the... They're just like, you know, you'd look a little bit more science-y if you, if you had a pipe. You're like a philosopher. And he's like, I don't have a pipe. Here, here, we got you one. Just threw him one. He's like, all right, I guess I'm wearing a pipe for this for this scene. It took years to complete. Dr. Calhoun used white mice to study population growth and its effects on individual behavior. So he's setting up a population of mice in an isolated area that represents a city. Um, and he's going to study what happens to their behaviors uh, of the mice. In addition to his renowned research papers, he has recorded some of these observations on film. In this 16-cell mouse habitat, utopian conditions of nutrition, comfort, and housing. So they're provided with housing, food, and comfort. You know, the kinds of things that a city provides for people. So they don't have to work that hard for it. They don't have to work that hard for it. We're provided for a potential population of over 3,000 mice. Yet, in spite of ideal conditions, the mouse population met with catastrophe. Individuals were kept track of by color markings on their fur. Factors which normally control population growth, such as predation by owls or cats, were eliminated. So they've eliminated any major predators other than themselves. You don't have to worry about bears. You don't have to worry about mountain lions. You don't have to worry about, uh, and well, in their case, cats and things of that nature. He provided them with vaccines. They passed medical protocols to limit the spread of viruses and germs sounding familiar the mouse universe simulated the present situation of the continually expanding population of humans continually expanding population with viruses germs and disease regulated all natural predators are removed your food needs are met your comfort needs are met. Your housing needs are met. What could possibly go wrong? To see how Dr. Calhoun's mouse universe grew, we'll use a familiar population graph again. Within the first 100 days, the mice went through the period Dr. Calhoun called stride. This was a period of adjustment. Territories were established. So the first phase is people find their own home and find a place to live inside the utopia, like an apartment or perhaps a house. The next period lasted about 250 days. The population of the mice doubled every 60 days. This was called the exploit period. It's almost like there's a boom of babies. Hmm. 
Of course, we're talking about the rats. So despite the fact that everyone had access to all the resources they needed, uh, some of the mice, a very small group of the mice, collected a big chunk of the resources for themselves, and other people were left with less than that they could need, despite the fact that there was more than enough for everyone. Sounding familiar? Huh, it's weird. It's almost like, for some reason, at a certain point, the birth rates started to drop dramatically and the population leveled off. Know any other case studies that were like that? Anybody? So that's, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know, what would you call, you know, there's a boom of babies, mice, very odd, and then I guess um, these extra mice came along, we'll call them Generation X, uh, this younger generation, after the boom of babies uh, that came about, they were left in a situation where things are a lot harder for them, uh, things are tougher, the, the youth are put in a situation where um, because of the socially defined constructs that were initially established by the boom of baby rats, uh, this generation X rats um, seem to be struggling in the utopia. Odd. It's like the crime rates just skyrocketed. Death skyrocketing. Violence skyrocketing. What was what was it that happened in the 80s and the 70s? Huh. I think there was like something something like a giant crime wave, I think is what the headlines called it. Specific groups were targeted and were given more violence than others. Huh. That doesn't, that doesn't ring a bell. Other young mice growing into adulthood exhibited an even different type of behavior. Dr. Calhoun called these individuals the beautiful ones. Their time was devoted solely to grooming, eating, and sleeping. They never involved themselves with others. So eventually, 
the rats began to transition to a period where the only things they concern themselves with are eating, bathing, looking clean, and isolating themselves off from people. I wonder if they had screens. Do you think they had screens? This is the rat screen boy. That's called an Instagram model. Leading the population into extinction. Although the mouse utopia could house 3,000, the population began to decline in 2,200. You, you, you see the line? See how it's going down? In the shift from the equilibrium to the dry phase, each animal became less aware of associates, despite all animals being pushed closer together. There were so many people and so much contact that they went insane because they were too close to other people and they all began to die off. Violence eventually erupted in the streets. People all began to attack each other. Riots, destruction, burning. <laughs> Do you see him just yoink that rat? <laughs> um, OPV's asked, uh, did they all die? It said, I think it said 2,200 of them remained in the end, and every one that they found was uh, attacked and hurt and scarred. It's literally a multi-leveled home, guys. Come on.
Every time a rat enters or passes through a tube, the unit detects and registers its presence. This constant movement is monitored by computer. Nesting activity is also studied. I don't know if that's the end of the experiment. This might just be his new stuff. The less care a mother gives to her nest and young. Wait, what did he say? It was observed that the larger the population, the less care a mother gives to her nest and young. So as the population increases, the care and love and affection shown for the children decreases from the mother. Sound familiar? I know. It's dark, guys. I told you this was going to get dark. The same type of individuals that resulted in the mouse utopia are also emerging in the rat population. They are aggressive, asocial, and outcasts. So these studies use animals. It caused an explosion in the same way with the mice. It's happening with the rats, which are a better representation of people, where they're becoming asocial isolated and left to their own devices only dealing with food pleasure and isolated self manicures the findings about population growth and individual behavior are being closely compared to our own human population like all populations that have existed on this planet many researchers believe that the human race has reached a crucial point in and so right here is the propaganda. And this is where we're going to stop because we're not going to play lies on the screen. Um, that is a lie that they're about to say. And so that's where we're going to come in here and fix this. What they're about to try and draw a correlation with is the planet. And that's not true. The planet is massive. There is plenty of land, plenty of food, plenty of resources for everyone on this planet. People who say otherwise are liars. They don't know what they're talking about or they are repeating the lies of liars. Do not be afraid. What this is a representation of is high population city centers. This is a very isolated event. This is very small areas that this is happening in. This is not global. This is not countrywide. This is not statewide. This is isolated to cities, small cities, maybe at the most a county. That's what we're talking about here. There is more than enough land and resources and food and space to be had in this world. And we are not in a situation at all that comes even close to a population issue. This is very easy to avoid. You just have to recognize that the trend of the world is going one way in major cities and now is the time to take advantage and get in these positions that are going to be advantageous in the future the places that are going to thrive places like uh, more rural areas being away from large major cities the job markets of cities are dead uh, if nothing else has been shown to be true from this nonsense going on with the beer sniffles, it's that cities no longer hold us captive. We do not need to go to cities for money anymore. We only need to de develop skills 
build skills, grow skills that will allow us to produce value for our local communities and or remotely through the internet. If you can accomplish those things, you're going to be able to thrive. Even if you're out in the middle of Mississippi or if you're on a mountain in Montana, you can build, you can grow, and you can thrive and be far away from these city population collapse that are predicted by the rat utopia experiment. The past is the future. This is a slogan that I'm often mentioning all of the time here at Ask a Wizard. The past is the future. If you're looking for how to operate well in the future, look to what was successful in the past. Study Aristotle. He has given us a very powerful blueprint for living a happy, healthy, and successful life. And this can be implemented today. That's what I'm trying to do here at Ask a Wizard. That's why we're growing greens in the back. We're starting a small farm here in Montana. We're currently trying to buy some land. And we're going to walk you guys all through that process as I live that out. And hopefully develop a blueprint for you to follow so that you guys can adopt some of those principles for your own life. Uh, your camera is frozen for me. Um, interesting. I wonder why that is. And, but as long as you can see the slides, that's all that matters. My face isn't important. Um, and so that is it, guys. That is the Rat Utopia Experiment. Let's get some live wizard readings in here for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know that was a pretty intense one. Um, I like to keep positive, happy, joyful vibes, but this is something that's very important um, given the timeline that we're in right now, what seems to be going on, and the trajectory that is rapidly approaching. Um, I wanted to get the word out to the owls. So first up on the list, we have Kimberly. Kimberly, you've got a one card reading coming right on up. And then after Kimberly, we have Naz, the legendary, the one, the only Naz. Boo, 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 boo. And, you know, it's not like this is the end is here. Run, run to the hillsides. It's, hey, you know, start factoring this into your plans for the future. You know, if you were thinking like, what I want to do is uh, go live in a major city because I need to have my, uh, you know, my uh, TV movie life. Well, know that that is done. It's dead. It's gone. And if you need proof, go on a vacation. Check it out for yourself. Go to California. Just go to California and drive down the streets. Now, don't drive down where the tourist takes you. Don't even drive down where your GPS takes you. When you're going on the way of your GPS, turn left. Turn right. What you will see is horrifying. Horrifying. And you'll know that that is a dead place. That is a place that's not worth investing your time, money, or energy into. And instead, put that money into life. Put it into building the beautiful, the good, and the true. And uh, that is the opportunity you guys have now. That is the opportunity for a future that's not just as good as the past, but even better. And that's where we're on. It's two roads, and you guys get to choose which one you go on. All right, Kimberly, are you still here? Let us know in the uh, chat below. I have a question. I don't know if you know. I'm not sure if you are a Christian. I am a Christian. Uh, but do you believe in the mark of the beast? Do you think that co... Yes, I believe in the mark of the beast. Uh, do you think that the beer sniffle vaccine, everyone says, uh, saying it is my research, I believe it is true? Yes. Um, I Hey, Kimberly, welcome. Uh, is there anything in particular, Kimberly, you're looking for insights on on your reading? 
so to answer your question, yes, I am a Christian. Jesus is my Lord. Um, do I believe in the mark of the beast? Yes, I do believe in the mark of the beast. I actually believe in something a little odd, uh, but it's essentially a fractal nature of the mark of the beast. I think that we have lots of marks of the beast. I think that um, the Bible is cyclical. It's kind of in alignment with what Nietzsche identified, that there is no past or present or future. It is just there's the truth and there is falsehood. And I believe the Bible dictates patterns of human behavior that have occurred throughout history um, on the micro and the macro level. So I think that you experience stories of the Bible from start to finish on daily basis, weekly basis. Um, but there is a larger overarching story, which you can read about in Ion by Carl Jung, um, that dictates the, the, the full story, the, the big one, the, 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 the ultimate story. Um, so what I believe is, so in regards to is, is the vaccine for the beer sniffles a, uh, a mark of the beast i think yes in, in a way you're consenting to a fear over a flu for something that is not a threat to you you're saying i am giving up my free will and what goes into my flesh to another force that i think is higher than me and that's wrong you are not to have any god before you you're you're only supposed to worship Jesus Christ. That is your supreme. Um, and there is no evidence to support that a vaccine is beneficial um, or helpful or necessary for this very common non-dangerous flu that is going around. Um, so yeah, I think that you could say that that's, but you know, also debt. Debt is a mark of the beast. Um, you know, <laughs> going and uh, be taking, doing sinful activities are all marks of the beast. They're, when you become dependent on addictions, when you become dependent on something outside of God, that is an element of taking the mark to the beast. And you say, Tyler, that's impossible to maintain. Well, yeah, that's the point of the Bible. The point of the Bible is that you can't be perfect like Jesus, but you should sure as heck strive to do that as best as possible because there's no other way out. And so um, that's the point. He's supposed to be a perfect example that you strive for every day to achieve and you'll fail and make mistakes. And um, Jesus forgives for those mistakes that you make so long as you're striving to achieve uh, his plan. And that that's so that would be my take for you there. Oh, damn, man. You would go deep into things. Thanks. I'm learning new things. No problem at all. That's, I am a wizard on the internet. That's that's kind of my thing. <laughs> all right. Kimberly is looking for advice for the next two weeks. All right. Let's take a look here. All right. So we've got the Three of Cups. So the Three of Cups is really cool, Kimberly. So this is a great card to see, especially during these times of growth in the emotions this is a time in your life where you should be um, focusing on building your relationships building friendships getting closer to the friends you already have uh, you're probably going to be seeing new friends come into your life during this time and if not this is a time to really invest in the friendships you already have and grow them this can be family friends 
um, because you're going to be presented with an opportunity here to really grow your social networks and improve the bonds of your social networks. So take this time that you have to just focus on that and grow. And I think that'll help you out and uh, give you some direction here in life, Kimberly, because this is a really fantastic card. And it's important that we take this time and use it because there's going to be times in the future where you don't have this. Um, it's going to be, ah, I got to get work done, man, I got to go to school. Ah, I got to, I got to write that paper and you're not going to have as much time to socialize as you'd like. So when you do have these opportunities that are presented to you, um, take advantage of them because those friendships and community are the things that really matter in the end. Uh, school is a lie machine. You should just be doing what you need to do to get by there and learning on your own. Um, and putting in more time into your friends, community, and relationships, because that's where the real value is. And that is the uh, reading I have for you today, Kimberly. I hope that helps you out. I hope that gives you some insights. And we're going to move on to the next reading, which is Naz. Legendary Naz. It's time for your reading. Kimberly says, thank you. No problem at all, Kimberly. Glad I was able to help. By the way, if you want to support the stream financially, you can go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard. You can pay whatever you think your reading is worth. And you can also send your letters to P.O. Box 8881, Missoula, Montana, 59807, where I read your letters on air. And apparently I mess up shuffling while I'm doing my plug. Um, and we read your letters live on air. I just sent out eight letters to some of the owls that have been signing up. Thank you so much. If you want to join the letter club, you can go to askwizardmagic.com forward slash letter dash club it is free to join and a great place to uh support as well so let's get naz a general reading Ooh, naz popping off with the emperor here so the emperor being a higher arcana here this is a representing of being in a situation in the near future where we're going to have to balance we're gonna have to make a hard choice we are gonna have to stick with our principles despite the fact that it's not going to make us popular we're going to have to make a hard choice um and do the right thing and it's not going to be fun people are probably going to be a little upset and be like oh come on man just be cool don't why do you why do you do this just just come on and what this represents is hey no stick to your principles you know what is true you know what is right you know what's good for you in the long run not just the short run choose your principles choose virtue choose the things that last and are eternal and you'll get through this time so that is the card that we got here for you naz i hope that helps you out hope that gives you some insights can you do a read on me after everyone who already asked you to read them if you can i want to see if anything changed on me you did a read on me like kind of long ago absolutely we can get you a reading right now naz says thank you no problem at all naz glad that you enjoyed that and let's get hit sprot hit hits pro tv.tv hits pro tv.tv i think maybe i think i think we got this uh <laughs> hope i got you there uh, correctly let's get you a reading all right what do we got here Ooh, queen of swords all right so the queen of swords is about patience with logos so what this is saying is right now you're going through a time of intellectual growth you're really pursuing a lot of new things you're gaining a lot of new wisdom and um what this card is saying is be patient with this process you are learning a lot right now 
And you have to give yourself time to digest that data. And more importantly, you have to act it out in the real world. You can't just consume and listen and not live what you're learning. If you don't, um, you know, we talk about these as the core principles of learning is you need to read the material, consume the material. You can listen to it as an audio. Some people learn better from audio, video, reading. It, it doesn't, it's not that reading is magic, though I, I have some arguments. I think reading might have some magic to it, but no, that's beside the point. Consuming the information, but then you need to also write the information. You need to act on that information. You need to transcribe that information into the real world. And then you need to speak that information. You need to actually communicate that to other people and then dialogue with people about that piece of information. That's a lot of what I do here on the Ask Wizard is presenting new ideas to you guys and then getting the feedback from the collective unconscious of the, of the owls. And um, that's the speaking portion of learning. And a lot of times I learn a lot of really cool and interesting things from you. For example, we found out the breathing earth uh, yesterday is what's called a lawn bubble, which was really cool, really fascinating. And uh, I learned that because of you guys. And so what this card here is a call to action for is be patient during this time. Don't try to just get a lot of information. Don't overwhelm yourself. Instead, take it slow, be patient, get the wisdom and ask yourself, can I apply this in the real world? Can, does, does this benefit me in the real world? Can I make decisions that will improve my life? If not, Maybe we don't need to be worrying about that. Instead, let's worry about the things that do improve our life, that do affect our life, and go from there. So that would be my recommendation for you there. I hope that helps you out. I hope that gives you some insights. And with that, I believe that's the last reading we have, unless there's anybody else looking for a live wizard reading. Or if you'd like to support the stream, go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard. And by the way, if you want to get one of these three books up here, they're on sale for $20. They are stamped with the official owl stamp, which I don't know where that is right now. Oh, it's outside because I was stamping all the letters that I sent today. Um, stamped and signed book. And it's $20 or more, we will send it off to you. It is have to be in the US. If you're not in the US and you want me to send it to you, I will for $1,000. $1,000. That's right. That is the cost for not living in the greatest country in the world. $1,000. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the stream today. Um, and I will see you guys all again on Monday. Same place, same time. Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific Coast time. And uh, on TikTok at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Coast time. We might need to fix the TikTok stream, though, because um, it, we're, we're cutting it a little too close to the beginning of this stream. Though I do like that. Did you switch? I'm pretty sure you have a different background. Yes, I, <laughs> uh, depending on how long you haven't been here for, I moved from a major city. I was in LA County, um, in LA. And uh, because of what I see as patterns of human behavior that are coming, um, I sold my house, I quit my job, and I moved to Montana. I currently live in Montana now, Missoula, Montana, and I'm looking for land and I'm going to be building a small farm. We're trying to get chickens, pigs, cows, and uh, things of that nature. So uh, that is what I'm doing currently right now. As you can see behind me, we've started growing microgreens. And so uh, we moved across the multiple states and got all our stuff set up. We got the internet going here. And now uh, we're having a great time, having a really fantastic time, to be honest. It, it's beautiful here. 
and a lot less stressed. Um, you know, it might be psychosomatic, but my, you know, my nerve, the nerve damage pain that I would have in my hand appears to be uh, gone. Um, I'm less stressed. Uh, I feel healthier. I feel calmer. Um, it, it really is amazing the difference between being stuck in the rat utopia and being in a life that's trying to be more aligned with what the Bible teaches us to live. It's, it's quite fascinating. Uh, oh, yeah, I heard you saw that last stream I was. No, no problem at all. Uh, sorry, my bad sentences. I meant to say, say not so. Yeah. Hi, I had a dream and, uh, hey, how's it going? Kimberly again? Welcome. Uh, I, th I think we got you your reading, right? I want to make sure that I, I think I, I definitely got you your reading. Yes. Um, I had a dream and a prediction a long time ago that helped my mom. Ooh, that's very interesting. I've had a few of those myself, Kimberly. Um, there is definitely... Uh, there is definitely a gift of dreams. It's documented in the Bible. And the Bible is more reliable than science. That's something that uh, people don't like me saying, but it is true. Uh, science fails to be reproduced 52% of the time. It means that uh, peer-reviewed science is less reliable than a coin flip across the board, across all disciplines. Um, so the Bible says that there is a gift, a spiritual gift of dreams and a gift of prophecy. And that means in my mind that's truth that that is a real thing that must exist because the bible says that it exists and so um it's beautiful you know it's it's, it's a great thing that we have this ability uh carl jung documented a lot of research that supports the uh prophetic dreams and um in fact carl jung documented so much evidence to support prophetic dreams and spiritual encounters and dreams that uh, when he presented it to Freud, it completely destroyed their relationships because he had completely um, decimated Freud's arguments against the supernatural. Freud was basically confronted with the fact that he was wrong and everything he had believed had been proven wrong by Jung. Um, it was very interesting, very interesting indeed. I literally see two aliens that look like that guy from American Guy that look like babies then turn into a man and laugh at me. Interesting. That's a, I have weird, uh, I have weird dreams as well. Um, let's see, we could probably do a little interpretation on that. I have so much weird dreams, but that last one I remember. I also have three dreams that gave me a panic attack and I think they hurt me in real life. They are three people or things. I don't know. So dreams do fall into a wide range of categories. So there are dreams um, that are just silly. Like, um, in fact, I did a whole lecture on this. If you'd like to look at that up on YouTube here, um, there's a hierarchy of dreams. So there's a base dreams. So for example, if you're really cold, you might have a dream that you're in a nice warm blankie or you're in a snowstorm and uh, because your body wants to warm up or it's trying to warn you that you're too cold. And that's a base level dream. Dogs have those kinds of dreams as well. And then there's a dream above this. This is another dream that dogs have as well which is basically data processing. This is your brain is running through data in its head and it's trying to put things together. And so, you know, maybe you watched Family Guy and so now you see the Family Guy alien and you also ate some pea soup. And so now the alien is jumping up and down in pea soup because your brain's trying to put all this information together and say, all right, is this important? Do I need to remember this? Uh, so on and so forth, right? And so that's the second level. The third level is where you start to enter into the human realm. And this is the, the deep 
dreams. This is where you write the dreams down and your subconscious is communicating with your conscious mind and giving you information that you didn't know that you already knew that's inside your conscious mind. Then above that, there's a fourth level. That's the archetypical level. This is a connection with what appears to be a divine force. And there might be other forces as well. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I don't know if demons could use this as well, but I do know that God can for sure. And this is where you are given information that you can't know from another source that provides you with wisdom that comes back and helps you in the real world as well. And so those are the four levels of dreams that exist. Um, so you have to kind of figure out where your dream falls into that category first. And I like to start at the bottom and work my way up because it's better to eliminate them before you jump to the, this is the supreme meaning. God is telling me aliens are jumping in pea soup. And it's like, or maybe you watched a lot of Family Guy, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, I have so much weird dreams. So that one, um, once we, when I was traveling abroad, I dreamt that what was happening back home, when I got home and told the dream, they said that that all happened while you were gone. That is incredible, Dan. Man, I'm telling you, man, the, the Lord is incredible. I think dreams are one of the most um, awesome things it's like the gateway it's the gateway drug into spirituality because every night we go to sleep and we connect with something just truly unimaginable and uh you know it's not every night but you know almost every person you talk to they've had some experience where it's like yeah you know it's like i, I dreamt that my my sister was going to come home even though she's supposedly uh, you know away in another state but you know it turned out her flight got canceled and she did arrive and it, it is it is quite bizarre the things that happen there do you know of dogs go to heaven do i know no because i haven't been to heaven um however i do have a personal theory and it, it is a theory that you know, you know not an expert here i'm not a priest um but my thought is uh if you assume you know heaven is a place where uh you are brought happiness and joy and, and fulfillment and, and the ability to maybe another level of reality, it seems to me that there wouldn't be any reason why God couldn't bring the loved animals that we have in our hearts, the, the, the things that we cherished um, in a non-sinful way uh, into heaven. That's, that seems like that would be possible. And I think that a relationship that you have with a pet, a true love that you have with a, with a pet is not a sinful relationship. I don't think that there's something selfish about a love that you have for a dog or a cat. And so I don't see a reason why God couldn't recreate your dog for you in heaven or your cat or things of that nature. So that's, that's my thought on the matter. I want to loosen dream, but it's hard. It is pretty hard. Um, a way that I found, imagine dreaming you're in a different dimension. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty intense. Um, they probably are other dimensions, but we lose the memories of entering new dimensions. I'm not sure. I don't know if there are, uh, if there's other dimensions. I, I mean, obviously there's other dimensions. Yes, you know, there's sight, sound, light. Uh, this multi-dimensional stuff, though, I'm skeptical of that. Um, the reason why I'm skeptical is the science behind it, quote unquote, science is 
closer to Scientology than it is to science. And um, I, <laughs> I know this sounds so arrogant, <laughs> but I think they're all, I think they're all wrong. I think it's full, they're full of crap, to be honest. And the reason why is that a lot of what they discuss contradicts the laws of logic. And I don't think you're going to have a solid scientific study that contradicts the laws of logic. I think Logos is supreme and will always win. You can't be in A and B at the same time. Something cannot be uh, in the same place, exactly the same place at the same time. You cannot have something be true and false at the same time. Those are the laws of logic. And if your scientific study theory requires you to violate those laws, I don't think you're you're on a real path. I think you're uh, dealing in a realm of fantasy. However, what I do think is confused for this uh, multi-dimensional theory is what I call a paracosm. This is a, a psychological phenomenon that this realm that we're in has so much truth that you can assign different layers. And this is what we do as people. We put lenses on, called a paracosm, and we filter the world through that layer. And that lets some people see different elements of truth and falsehood from other people. And I think that the what it means to live is to try and create filters that get you as close to the truth as possible um, and to make sure that you worship the truth, the logos, the light, the truth, the way, Lord Jesus Christ. And um, that, that's what I try to help people with doing is finding truth and apply it to their own life. And, you know, a lot of people, they get weirded out. They're like, oh, Christianity, I got to go home. I got to go pray. And um, that's true. It's good to pray. But also Christ appears when you're trying to build a garden, when you're trying to learn a new skill. You're immediately confronted with truth, with the logos of life of, okay, you want to build a table? Well, gravity exists. You don't level that thing, it's going to be a crappy table. You don't put in the right, uh, you use the wrong lumber, it's not going to work. You're going to find that there is a lot of rules that exist in this world that don't have anything to do with what people tell you the rules are. They just are. They are true. Plato called these the Plutonic ideals and Plutonic figures. And you'll find that there is truth in reality and so delve into the real world explore the real world live in the real world thrive in the real world and you'll live a life of abundance and happiness honestly the world is confusing because we might see ourselves as normal but there could be aliens that look at us weird and we see them weird yes this that is true uh, sometimes the sometimes that's why we forget but we remember some of it Wait, what was this? they probably are other dimension maybe Yes, yeah, well, um, humans are not normal. <laughs> you know, that, that's one thing. Uh, Alex had this revelation while we were driving through. Um, we, we went camping in Montana on Black Friday. And uh, if you're familiar with Montana, it's really cold here. <laughs> and so there's ice, ice on the ground. We slept in a tent and sleeping bags. Uh, and this is a basic tent. I woke up in the morning with ice, my, my sweatshirt, that I was wearing had literally frozen. Um, you know, we barely made it through the night. And as we were driving home, Alex is looking out and she's like, deers? 
just live in that. Rabbits just live in that. Squirrels just live in this. How? They don't have sh they don't have tents, they don't have sleeping bags, they don't have clothes. And it was funny cuz you know she's recognizing just how one of the many many things that are just so completely unique about humans and how very com very different we are from any other living creature. There's nothing that comes even close. This this nonsense of Oh, we're we're pretty close to pigs. We're really close to 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 apes. No, we're not. It, it, saying that we're close to pigs and apes is like saying, well, Shakespeare is close to a tree because they're both made of wood. You're like, no, they're not. There's nothing. <laughs> nothing even close to each other, and it's a very foolish assertion. I wish Attack on Titan was real. <laughs> oh gosh, why? Why would you want giants to come? I mean, giants are probably real. I, I mean, that's that's got to be a thing. I mean, obviously they are. You go watch it. What I think about giants is people are like, oh, giants are in the Bible, and then we don't see them anymore. It's like, well, have you seen Yao Ming? <laughs> okay, Yao Ming is like what, almost eight feet tall. And when you consider the average person was five feet tall in the past, um, and that was the average, that means 50% of the population was shorter than that. So you got a lot of dudes rocking along at four foot three, four foot four. And then there's other people that just are eight feet tall. Yeah, giants are real. And uh, frankly, I think I'm part of their race. I'm six three. Alex is 6'1". I think we're part of the Nephilim. We're, we are part of the, the giant race. <laughs> but man, I need... Uh, yeah. yeah, I need Micahs and Kill Titan. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think they might be extinct or hiding. It could be. It could also be. But I'm like... Like, you also have to factor in. At some point in history, people value height. I think it's stupid that they do it. But people value height. They think it's a cool thing to be tall. And you know that there's been a culture that has existed at some point that's like, we will be the tallest of the people. Ah! And just bred specifically for that. Like Spartan style. You know, it's like, oh, this baby is small. Throw him off the cliff. And just like only selected the biggest and tallest and had the tallest people have babies with the tallest people and so on and so forth. And if you do that for a couple thousand years, you're going to have a group of really big people. Um, you know, they do it in Africa where they stretch out their necks and uh, things of that nature. So you got to factor it. That's probably occurred. And then also you'd have to assume that they probably painted a big target on their back because other people would probably see them as a big threat because, you know, if they're all these giant people um, probably want to take them out because they might be a physical threat so that that could be what happened there too so those are my thoughts on on giants i know short people underrated like man uh have they washed haiku yeah i i i think short people uh the the biggest problem with short people is that they think being tall is special and it's not <laughs> like that's their their biggest concern is they're like man if i was just a little bit taller everyone would like me it's like no now, the reason people don't like you is because 
you think that <laughs> the way that you're thinking now is the reason they don't like you it's not because you're short it's because you think that way you think that being tall would make you a better person and it, it won't being tall sucks we suck at hide and seek um we, we do, there's not really that many advantages we get a bunch of back issues it, it, it really sucks being tall it's it's not a good thing <laughs> Yeah, you can spit in small things. You can hide better. Um, you're a smaller target in war. Uh, people are going to pick me off way before they pick off the smaller guy. I'm a much easier target. It's just a fact. Um, it, it's it's really not that good. So uh, with that, I think it is time for us to close up the stream. That was fun, though. I enjoyed our little, our little jam session here on this Friday evening. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I'll see you guys on Monday and uh, same place, same time, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific Coast time here on YouTube. And if you'd like to send me a letter in the mail and uh, have it read on air, or if you just want to send me a private letter, you can go to P.O. Box 8888-1, Missoula, Montana, 59807. And if you'd like me to send you a letter in the mail, you can go to askwizardmagic.com forward slash letter dash club however if you send me letters to my p.o box i probably will respond to those letters um nothing official it's not like if you send me a letter i will send you a letter so on and so forth for eternity it's it's a letter club it's just like hey how's it going i wanted to send you a letter it's that kind of thing so uh take that into consideration as well and um thank you guys for tuning in thank you for showing up and i will see you guys on monday have a good evening and let's see the oh right i've got to put my outro so that i'm very professional and by outro i mean my intro all right here we go and i will see you guys all later have a good night kimberly have a good night hits pro tv tv i'll talk to you all later peace Thank you.